uh, in one of the rehearsals, he was like, I want this to be just the exact opposite of what people are going to see with Othello. Yeah. And somebody <laughs> joked, oh, did Devon not tell you? It's uh, He's making it a comedy. Yeah. <laughs> here with Sun Sounds of Arizona in Flagstaff, Arizona, and welcome to episode 18 of Untamed Shrews Women Talk Theater, presented by the Flagstaff Shakespeare Festival. Hey y'all, I'm Hannah. And I'm Becky. And I'm Dawn, and welcome to Untamed Shrews Women Talk Theater. Yay! <laughs> Before we get started today, we would like to recognize that this episode does come out on June 19th, 2022, which is Juneteenth. And in case you don't know what Juneteenth is, it is now a national holiday that commemorates emancipation of enslaved African Americans. It originated in Galveston, Texas, and has been celebrated annually on June 19th in various parts of the country um, since 1865. And as I said, it's now a federal holiday as of last year. Yeah, I yeah. think, yeah, last yeah. year. Yay, happy Yay. Juneteenth, everyone. <laughs> Have some, you know, I, I think I remember last year when I looked it up, I think there was uh, some specific foods that are traditionally eaten on Juneteenth, but I forget what they are at this moment. I only remember strawberry soda or yes. like a strawberry juice maybe Yes, it was. we were talking about that. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, mm-hmm. have some good foods, grab some friends. I think we might head to the creek. Yeah. <laughs> so enjoy <laughs> Juneteenth and also listen to Untamed Shrews. <laughs> um, before we introduce our amazing guest, Devon Glover, Ooh. the director of our summer production of Othello and the famous Sonnet Man. Shrews, let's check in. How the heck are we? How's Mr. Blake boy over there? Blake just joined us. Yes, Blake has just gotten up from a nap. Um, Yeah, he's awesome. We're awesome. (laughs) We just went to Kansas for a wedding and he was such a good boy. Oh, he's smiling. Oh, he's such a good boy. I know the lakeside photos you guys were taking. I was so jealous. Yeah, it was so fun. Um, My cousin Samantha got married and we have a really big family and everyone showed up for her, which was so cool. Um, and, uh, yeah, we got this little cabin on a lake in Kansas and all the cousins came and fished and chilled and it was just so nice as like a new mom to, you know, like have all of the women in my family present at the same time. Like I, it was such a true vacation for me because I would just like feed him and then like set him down on the floor and like 25 people would flock in <laughs> and I would not see him again until it was time to like yeah. put him down for a nap or feed him again like right. he was just taken care of I just got to do whatever I wanted oh my goodness. <laughs> um so it was really nice and I thought that was really special and his his great grandma was there and his great great aunt was there Aww. and wow six the six great aunts were there so it was just super fun we had a great time that's amazing also it's just it's summer like a lake you know a lake weekend is what we all need right now yes (laughs) oh hi buddy He he's like alarmed. He's like, I just woke up. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> Am I a shrew now? Yeah. <laughs> yes, Blake, you are an untamed shrew. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, remember when we started Untamed Shrews and Blake was not even a glimmer in your eye? Oh. And then he was a glimmer in your eye. And then he was a bump. And now he's a real life human. He's oh like my a god. Big boy. He's a big boy now. <laughs> Okay, yeah. well, that's that's amazing. I'm glad you had an amazing weekend. Yeah, so fun. How are you doing, Anna? Oh, I'm good. Like, I mean, well, we already we already recorded with Devon. Obviously, super busy with the summer shows. I'm playing Desdemona in Othello. Um, we're also doing Importance of Being Earnest, but I am not in that show. Although I would love to be in that show because it sounds like it's hilarious, and I can't wait to hear from Becky. <laughs> I do feel very, very busy. Um, so I'm I'm actually really happy to only be in one out of two shows. Um, so I've been busy with that. Um, obviously Ariel's keeping me busy. I'm actually doing an Ariel um, performance next week for the Zodiac show. Yeah. Oh, um, and I'll be, Lowell. um, yeah, you're in it too. Yeah. I'll be doing improv. So I'm working on some Ariel cool. pieces. Um, I'm actually, I even like sent a text this morning. I think I'm going to start personal training Ooh. because I really just like, I've kind of hit a wall with Ariel, these biceps, 
they've hit a wall. (laughs) So I need to start doing some outside training. And yeah, it's, it's been a really crazy few months, weeks. Um, but oh, this last weekend was adult prom, which I was the MC of, which was such a blast. That was like something that I was very much looking forward to. I've also just been really looking forward to Juneteenth weekend. We have um, our dark day for Juneteenth. So I'm just really looking forward to, I don't know, hitting the lake or hitting the creek or something. Going to the Murdoch. Yeah. They're having a, uh, uh, like a, a- not not like a fest market. but like a market yeah yeah, yeah. they like, did it last year word? it was really fun so i'm looking yeah. forward to juneteenth yeah yeah i don't know it's summer i'm just i there's been so many fun things hullabaloo oh my gosh your wedding <laughs> or i've been calling it your wedding your wedding <laughs> slash anniversary slash baby weekend was a blast um had a great time that was super fun i felt like it just became like a whole weekend um yeah. like it was just so much more party. yeah it was so much more than just the actual party like we all hung out all weekend so that was yeah. a ton of fun and yeah, yeah. I don't know it's yeah. just summer and summer is making me feel much happier yeah. <laughs> despite all the craziness goodness gracious Don and I have not had a single day just to breathe but uh it'll be good it'll be okay it'll be fun <laughs> this the summer oh, shows honey, will happen stage manager no and the, the only lucky thing is that we just have the most amazing group of actors Cast, yeah. rolling with the punches. Exactly. Well, we better hear and how directors. Becky has to go. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. I know Becky, Becky does have a place to, go. to be. Yeah, I feel How's like. Ernest? So, yeah, so I'm in the importance of being earnest, playing Miss Prism. Hmm. Um, when I told my sister that, she goes, oh, she sounds colorful. Ooh. <laughs> like Prism. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, she is. She is yeah. colorful. Yeah, and just being in that room working um with James Cougar Canfield who is directing it um it's mm. just i it's such a masterclass in comedy yeah, he's hilarious yeah and he also did direct um uh, as you like it that was over video so it was great working with him then but it's i mean theater it's so special to be in the room yeah. <laughs> you know um yeah so it's going to be hilarious I, I am so excited for everything to come together with it um and to yeah to just show this silly little play it's so <laughs> silly looking through the promo photos we took on saturday i'm just like what like these yeah. like oh so everyone out there the like one of the big things is like spice girls british everything like yeah keep keep come carry on shirts like it's the most british and the promo photos are hilarious like the girls literally look like spice girls <laughs> i'm so excited it's gonna be so much fun and up next to othello it's just gonna be you know othello is gonna be amazing of course like it's gonna be an excellent play but othello next to importance is just gonna be <laughs> be like a breath of fresh the air juxtaposition yeah, yeah it's gonna be so much fun so. yeah so in addition to rehearsals i feel like literally the day that rehearsals started <laughs> i felt like i have just been like shot out of a cannon and haven't had a moment mm. to pause breathe. or breathe or like take a break <laughs> just i feel like all at once everything just mm-hmm. yeah i mean it's summer now so like events events and just things with work and life and yeah. auditioning and good things of course like yeah. great things happy to to be in these uh positions but just right. like a oh boy I just need an hour to like <laughs> not stare at my computer for a moment right. <laughs> how do humans do this how do they have lives and careers and go on dates and have friends and also feed themselves and also go on a walk every once in a while <laughs> drink enough water yeah. yeah how do you do it Don? how are you also raising a human it's impossible (laughs) oh i don't know (laughs) i saw a meme the other day where it was like my ancestors used to hunt for every meal and i need to remind myself to drink water yeah seriously. (laughs) yeah we have different Uh, stressors i suppose first world problems first world problems Mm -hmm. anything else uh no just keeping on keeping on Yeah. yeah i feel like there's a lot of things that I have in the works um, professionally that have yeah. not yet panned or have yeah. not yet like come to fruition, but I'm hopeful. Right. Um, yeah, and just sending out good vibes. Yeah, <laughs> callbacks, auditions. Oh my gosh, guys, Flagstaff is fully on fire. 
Oh, yeah. If you yes. are listening to this near the time that this comes out, there are three fires that are, at least yeah. the last time I heard, 0% contained. Um, so if you can donate, bring your firefighters pizza, help people yeah. relocate if they have to. Anyway. There are yeah, a couple yeah. companies, I think, downtown who are offering, um, like, if you bring in a case of water, you yeah. can get a credit for them mm-hmm. or stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, hopefully hopefully by the time you hear this, all three of those fires are out and no one has had to relocate. And so far, I don't know a ton of people who have had to evacuate, but it has not been looking great. So, yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, thanks for checking in. He's trying to eat my face. So. <laughs> He's trying to eat your face. <laughs> Yeah, and that my is my exit because Blake is trying to eat my face. <laughs> and scene. And scene. All right. Well, over to Devon. Now let's get to our conversation with Devon Glummer, the Sonnet Man. <laughs> hi, Devon. Hello. Hi. How y'all doing? Hello. Thanks for having me. Uh, we're so glad you're here. Thanks also, here. listen to those dulcet tones of Devon <laughs> Glover, everybody. Just say something. It sounds amazing. Welcome, everybody. <laughs> oh, I'm so glad you're name. here, Devon. Um, will you tell the Shrew crew out there a little bit about you? Um, we're calling you the Sonnet Man. So tell everybody what the Sonnet Man is and what you're up to and uh, what you're doing with us here this summer. Uh, yes, I, um, I'm an educator, uh, first and foremost, and I teach through music. I write for a company called uh, Flocabulary, teaching many <laughs> subjects through hip hop. And from that work has led to uh, helping high schools out with uh, literature, in particular Shakespeare. Um, That's how I got, uh, you know, first started working with Shakespeare. And I now, as a career, teach and perform Shakespeare through hip hop as the Sonnet Man. Um, Sonnets I like to work on because they are 14 lines um, written in the same time frame that uh, Shakespeare wrote his the rest of his canon so if you can understand if a student can get the get a feel and connect to his uh his, his sonnets um is a higher comfort level once they begin uh reading one of his plays so um it's sort of like an introduction it's a way to uh get uh get the theater world in tune with hip-hop uh get the uh, hip-hop world in tune with Shakespeare and theater and um just uh using music as a mnemonic device for education. That's awesome. We yeah. we brought in the Sonnet Man. Uh, <laughs> you. <laughs> um, when was it? Was that 2020? 20 something. Yes. Yeah. Full During, pandemic uh, mode. Yeah, that was <laughs> full pandemic mode. Yes. We had a lovely little sonnet workshop with you. It was such a blast. Um, is that what you normally do? Like sonnet workshops? Oh, yes. Or? Um, you know, I usually um, I started with uh, I do assemblies for anywhere between mm. K K through twelve. Um, depending on the grade is depending on you know if I work with sonnets or soliloquies or different acts and scenes of plays. But um, I also like to you know I like to find the next Shakespeare or the Shakes or the next Tupac. So mm-hmm. I uh, <laughs> have this creative writing workshop um, breaking down Elizabethan writing in particular just Shakespeare. Um, but other I also um, show other authors, but since I work with Shakespeare a lot, um, and Shakespeare is in all high schools, it seems like, um, just a, another way to show that, um, the, uh, put the students in the shoes of Shakespeare, showing that they can actually write like him too. Mm-hmm. Um, they can share their story, um, you know, express themselves in a, in a nice creative way um, where they can be... Uh, yeah, they, they just, you know, share their story in a special way, like how Shakespeare did, and um, just have some fun with it, and just the understanding of the format that Shakespeare writes, because eventually they're going to see some of his work before, you know, leaving high school. Yeah, very mm-hmm. true. Yeah. Um, Dawn, do you want to tell everybody the story of how we met Devon? <laughs> well, I met Devon at the uh, the pre-pandemic Shakespeare Theater Alliance conference before we even knew it was coming. Um, And uh, we got, we were both there for the practicum, which uh, was, I think about teaching. Yes. Yeah, education, Mm -hmm. yeah. It got way off topic (laughs) (laughs) about teaching. Mm -hmm. Um, And we kind of got partnered up on some activities and then uh, just ended up hitting it off and kind of spending some time together. 
So that's how I met Devon was in person at one of the last in-person things that happened. <laughs> and then uh, we brought him into flag shakes, like you said, for the Shakespeare, uh, for, sorry, for a sonnet workshop, which was really fun. Um, but I just love what you just said, Devon. I'm so, I, I fell in love with Shakespeare in high school and I fell in love with Shakespeare because I thought like, who is this writer who can articulate a feeling so well mm -hmm. that it can change the minds and feelings of the people around the character who says, you know, whatever profound thing they say. <laughs> and as a teenager, you feel so incapable of expressing your feelings. <laughs> And you definitely feel incapable of expressing your feelings in a way that makes an adult do anything different than what they're already doing. <laughs> um, so the fact that you're like giving them, you know, that idea that like, not only, you know, not only is Shakespeare good at that, but like they can do it too. That's awesome. I'm so glad you're out there. Mm -hmm. That's, that's funny. I actually, I never really thought about it, but my first introduction to Shakespeare was I played Helena in like a little in class like not even not even like a drama class just an english class like an in-class yeah. production of midsummer and we each did like we broke up the show into a bunch of scenes and so we each just like so like there was groups that did the scenes and so of course a bunch of people played helena a bunch of people you know mm -hmm. and i remember in my little scene we made each of us like a pop star so I just distinctly remember I had a crush on the boy who was playing um, Lysander and we made him like a Justin Bieber type because I mean, you know, Justin Bieber was like a huge when I was a teenager. Anyway, I just remember that. And I was like, I get to like confess my love to this like popular boy. <laughs> yes. Anyway, side story. But yeah, I mean, you're working with students and like so many people, their first experience experience with Shakespeare is Romeo and Juliet or Midsummer just in their English class like not even a drama kid mm -hmm. just you know in their literature class yeah. that's awesome yeah um part of the reason why I did this uh first time I encountered Shakespeare like I went to a great school a great high school but we didn't have a fine arts section so yeah. in my English honors class as a senior year, we saw we had uh King Lear that was mm. the first thing that we seen hmm. Which is, I mean, if you're gonna start off with a play, <laughs> yeah, first off, that is not that's the one. one. That's a hefty one. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> needless to say, it didn't go well for. I mean, <laughs> like, luckily it was an AP class, extra credit we didn't need it for college. Yeah. But it, I don't think there was a lot of um, passing grades there. We <laughs> genuine know, interest. We sort of checked <laughs> out. So, but that was that was part of the reason because it was like you know when I began helping students, um, a few teachers asked, you know, they they were you know stuck with Shakespeare, not stuck with it, but it was like, you know what, I'm not moving off the um, my curriculum. I'm going to teach them Shakespeare. But some of these students, if they were, were to fail the class, they weren't going to graduate, yeah. you know. Mm -hmm. So she said, you know, the teacher that asked me to help, she was like, you know, can you find a way to help? And as oh, an wow. adult, I almost said no, you know. And actually the first thing I actually, as an adult, the first, um, before the Son of Man even started, the first play that I actually the, the book that she the, the play that she asked me to help uh, uh, students with was Othello. Mm, so um, cool. the fact that it had rhythm to it, it had a, a verse to it. And one of my favorite uh, movies that I did not know was based on Shakespeare at the time was O. Oh, mm. um, oh, really? Kyle oh, cool. and um, Julia Stiles. Uh, I yeah. found some different ways to connect to the students, connect with the students and find some interest in reading the the five-act play. I need to watch that movie. Is Great movie. Was, were you always kind of setting it to music as well? Or is that just specifically the sonnets that you... Well, I mean, when I first started, like when when the teacher asked me to, to help out with the class, it was really a hustle deal. Like, I, I needed money. <laughs> I wasn't teaching yet. And, um, you know, she heard that I, write, I performed and wrote for vocabulary. So I almost said no, but then... I was like, I need the money. Uh, but when I began reading out the loud, we do everything. Hey, you know, Shakespeare was it was a business deal. Yeah, Shakespeare. I was gonna say the reason Shakespeare did everything. <laughs> but he, uh, um, but um, when I began reading it, I was reading it, watching Othello, and I started connecting some of the scenes, some of the scenes to uh, the movie, to the scenes of the play. Then I started reading out loud, 
And I was like, oh, there's a rhythm to it. Even though there was, I, I noticed that at the end of every scene had like a couplet to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there was a, you know, there's a couple of lines that I heard, you know, Brabantio had a couple of lines that he would say when it was like serious, like he mentioned something to De- Desdemona that was like, all right, keep that in mind when you want to share. It was a couplet. Um, Iago, he has his little misogynistic mm-hmm. uh, tirade uh, when he's speaking to Desdemona and Emilia. So I started noticing that. And when we, when uh, a partner and I, we went to the school, I was like, you know what? We're just going to read it out loud. And the students, they were so uninterested. They didn't even care that they were failing. They was ready for summer school. Um, <laughs> I was like, we're just going to do it to a rhythm. Mm-hmm. We had a, we had like two or three, we had two or three scenes that were adapted. And just to give them, you know, I was like, we're just going to give them, you know, uh, Rodrigo and Iago. Because since we, me and uh, my partner, we were rhyming partners, I was like, let's just write, let's just put this this scene into like a rapping act. But we heard in the rhythm, you know, the, you know, some of the kids, they, you know, they walked in. They was, I was like, you know, turn to page one. Uh, <laughs> but then we began reading it. And, you know, I love, I, look, if I could teach anyway, it's Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. But it's because, you know, I grew up in there. But they, you know, no filter. And they they love hip hop and it's just rhythm and music. They just remind me of me. So when we were saying it, you know, a lot of heads was staying up. I mean, same text, and they would, mm-hmm. you know, the 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 noisiest boy in the class would start making a drum beat, and they would start moving, <laughs> and I was like, oh, they with us. So no. we read the first two scenes, and the whole idea was like, when we were done, they there was no applause, there was no nothing. Uh, the students just was like, we could write a better rap than that. We could write a better rap than you. He's <laughs> like, all right, go do it. You know, do you know? it. Yeah, please do. They walked out with an attitude, but they left with the book. They left with the thesaurus, and the teacher uh-huh. she hugged us and she was like, "Can you come again?" I was like, "You got, yeah, I'll do it. I, I need it." So um, <laughs> that was it, you know. Uh, but just noticing uh, the text—that was the first time I seen it. And uh, when my manager got you know, caught wind of what, which I could tell you how we met, but when he caught wind of me, he had, uh, R.G. Shaw, he had the concept of the Sonnet Man, and he introduced me to all the sonnets, and I was wow. like, these are, it's like a gold mine, these are all love sonnets, you know, <laughs> yeah. I'm a big fan of LL Cool J, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm gonna age myself, uh, now it's Drake I compared to all those wonderful love songs, but I felt mm-hmm. like these all had a beat, and yeah. I was like, this could work too, so, yeah. Oh, nice. That's amazing. Um, the the sonnet man from conception to now. How long has it been? <laughs> Aging himself again. <laughs> 10, 10, 11. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's awesome. Wow. 10, 11 years this year, I think. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. Oh, well, we are so honored to have you. I'm so excited you're here this summer. Um, Yes, you are my director, so I'm I'm thrilled to talk about Othello a little bit. Yeah, so you were directing Othello for our summer rep this year. How are things going? How are you feeling? It's been a blast so far. It's been two weeks. Um, yeah, how's it going? Uh, it's a great, great learning experience. Um, I love that I have uh, patient actors and um, open actors. Hmm. Uh and it was when I, you know, when when different uh, theater come because I've been following flag, flag shakes for a few years, hmm. so I know the work that that y'all put on it. And when I get, um, you know, when I get asked, when I get asked to do something that you know, I've been pursuing, you know, MFA in theater and directing, and I would, you know, it went from I teach math, I have a math degree, <laughs> so that's another reason why I love Shakespeare. Wow. But that's another thing. Um, <laughs> that's but, true. It is a very mathematical math and hip hop. He yeah. rhymes. He yeah. he's considerate with his, his syllables. Yeah, he follows so, his patterns. Um, uh, huh. that was my love. My two loves are math and rap. But um, you know, this is it started with just writing songs, and it was for edutainment. You know, mm-hmm. it was entertainment, mm-hmm. but a lot of teachers came to this, came to uh, the workshops. So it started just evolving, uh, you know, rather than just do performances, uh, work more in the theater field. I'm a big fan of theater, big fan of fine arts. And, you know, this has got me, in, I have so many acts, uh, hats, like as as an uh, playwright, an actor, um, and director. Uh, now, you know, co-director um, at first, you know, so I've been working with a lot of high school, so I was... Um, pleased when I got when I got contacted from Flagstaff, it was just 
surprised to the point that I was like, yeah, I'm dropping everything to <laughs> do directing. And, w- and yeah, when people ask me, you know, what to do, I was like, you see my website, right? You know, mm-hmm. I, you know, I do music. You know, hip hop is going to be incorporated. So I like the <laughs> fact anybody that reaches out to me is, you know, open minded. Mm. And so I appreciate that. And they they knew that, you know, there was going to be some type of music element, uh, hip hop uh, concept to the or poetic concept to, you know, whatever direction I was going. So I did appreciate the fact that I was thought of and brought out for a summer rep. Uh, you know, I usually just go on tour and do one man shows, mm. performing and doing like intermissions. So this was just a great experience, great learning experience. And um, the support from the company has been has been great. The fact that um, you put me on to a, I mean, I feel like it comes full circle. I mean, trying to do, I've been trying to direct for a couple of years. Not, you know, I've been trying to learn and, mm-hmm. you know, get get just get back and get in the upper echelon to the Shakespeareans ever since <laughs> ever since Star, you know. Um, so to to be able to direct the first play, you know, the first uh, piece of Shakespeare that I actually started, yeah, working with education mm-hmm. and, and and working with students is surreal. Um, yeah, just it's like full circle right now. Um, so yeah, just a great, great connection there. And, um, yeah, I just, I, I love the fact that I'm able to share my, my vision and, um, it's been, it's been a great, uh, you know, experience sharing up the vision with the cast and everybody be able to present, you know, give their two cents. So it feels like a family thing rather than, I, I mean, I've been in shows where the director is just the, you know, dictator. He, Dictator. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, so, I didn't think you were gonna finish that word. Dick. Dictator, yes. Um Again, untamed shrews, everybody. Untamed, untamed. Yeah. Um so yeah, I didn't want to be like that and I wanted it I wanted it to be everybody's story. Everybody knows the story of Othello. Um I put full faith in the selection of the cast and I think I can work magic with um anybody that I collaborate with. So um nice. It's it's a great challenge. It's very busy, and <laughs> yeah. I tip my hat to all directors and stuff that they do. But it's a good busy. You know, I'm so happy to be sitting and working and waking yeah. up and thinking and stuff and <laughs> you know writing things on napkins. Where yeah, I'm your at hogs like are. More, I know. I always see you scribbling in notebooks. I, I always have a Devon notebook. Devon is with me. always scribbling something. <laughs> I just look over and he's like hunched over this tiny notebook and he's like yeah. it's all over your screen. You're just always scribbling something. <laughs> I, I like the fact that I, I know it's not. You know, I like the fact that everybody's moving with the rolling with the punches mm. and. And that's just the name of the game with theater being creative. I do that mm. with my music shows. I um, do that with bands. You know, there's always going to be, uh, you know, always have to move to plan B, plan C. I just never was the head of doing the movie. The head of the show. Yeah. The head of the show. Yeah. So um, great learning experience. I mean, as a teacher, I, I have some experience, you know, uh, uh, leading, but I usually do it with K through 12. So to work mm. with some professionals and I you know sometimes just to see the screen see the the scenes I'm in awe because I'm still I love acting you know I, I love watching act you know actors and mm-hmm. I, I'm in awe in some of the scenes just with just through walkthroughs so I'm like I can't wait till everybody locks in yeah. it's gonna be mm-hmm. great so um, everybody's open to the vision to the music and yeah it's just. I just, you know, I'm waiting for uh, July 15th so much. You know, <laughs> once I got the once I got the um, the message, it was like, oh, I already had my my checklist and my schedule and everything. Um, we knew we were coming uh, to 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 Flagstaff, and yeah, this is it, it's been it's been amazing, especially um, to bring a story of Othello to uh, Flagstaff, and the fact that it's in the amphitheater, uh, it's in the amphitheater out there, mm-hmm. outdoors. Um, that's when I'm, whenever I'm acting, I'm usually outdoors. So, um, to, to make the play one with nature, nature. I, you know, it's just, <laughs> yeah. it's great. So, yeah. yeah. Can, um, not, I, I'm not in the rehearsal rooms. What is the like musical aspect element? Well, it was, you know, um, I, first thing for when I first, as soon as I got it, I immediately was like, oh, I thought they wanted an adaptation of Othello. So I already was about to just <laughs> write the whole thing. I was like, I'm going to have everybody I, in Flagstaff entire... rapping, <laughs> yeah. Othello. rapping Othello. So um, we wanted the same text. When I when I was told it was the same text, I was like, okay, it's cool because it's it's 80, like 80% verse. So it yeah. all has like a rhythm to it. So um, 
and I knew this. I knew that if I had a rhythm to it, I could put an underscore to it. Mm-hmm. Um, the whole, it, it was just a matter of um, if I how I would mix, you know, some of my pre-recorded work, um, virtual work to uh, acoustic work, mm-hmm. and the the comfort level of the actors, you know, who would want to, who wants to be vocal, who are musicians and how they can play it, if they can play it as a character, you know, if how how can we present it? Um the talks have been the talks have been great cuz we have about four or five music, musicians in the the cast. Um and just just whipping out ideas. Um we I, I like the fact that um Flagstaff is they they like to focus on the text. So it wasn't like I had to bring like extravagant like an extravagant man. I think mm-hmm. I think some of the minimal um, some of the minimal earthy, uh, if that's the correct word, earthy instruments to to mm-hmm. um would just help in, enhance the words. Um, I was a fan of underscores because not even you know not only do I love writing, I love composing and making mm-hmm. music. So just the fact that we have musicians and trying to create some original work and based on the theme that we're working on, based on the the pace of the scene uh, is it's been great, inspiring. You know, it has me making beats that I've mm-hmm. you know given to. Um, I have beats based on just how, the speed of the text of how people are presenting it. Because no matter how fast or slow someone presents a piece, there's still a rhythm to it. Um, and I think if different characters have different paces uh, of how to say it is, is cool. Um, the, the, again, it's the, every line has has the same amount of syllables, you know, give a, give or take one or two syllables. So it's just a matter of finding your flow. Um, I work with a, I have a, um, you know, a little workshop, finding your voice through verse where it, it's creative writing, but it's also how to transcribe your work to a beat, you know. Um, and there's different ways you can transcribe your, transcribe your words to a beat. So making it your own voice, singing it, rapping it, um, mm-hmm. acting it. Um, different patterns. Um, I relate that to like uh, someone, you know, if you're trying to talk on an underscore, especially a contemporary beat that has like a four measure, it's like jump rope. You know, if you see somebody <laughs> doing jump rope, they just get in that rhythm. And then if they mess up, you know the rhythm. If you ever see like somebody rapping, I, I'm a rapper, they're like trying to get in that flow. They get in that rhythm and they know when the, they know when the, the one is coming. The, from the four mm, measures right, yeah. so if they mess up they know they just jump back jump in. back in yeah so i think it's just a matter of pacing um especially with the underscores and if we have musicians they know how to find pace and find find pace in the text find pace in within the the music so i think it's going to be fairly easy to do it mm, um yeah. just with the just with the the talent um the the extracurricular talent that my cast has <laughs> Sometimes I find memorizing Shakespeare in verse is easier because it has that rhythm. Mm-hmm. So I'll I'll feel when I'm off and I'm like, oh, I'm 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 yeah. I'm missing a word or I've replaced it with something that doesn't have the same uh, syllables. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because yeah. it's got that that rhythm to it. Got that rhythm. Got that rhythm. Yeah, and you've been talking about um, most a lot of the large speeches, especially Othello's large speeches. You know, because he's known as this great orator, mm-hmm. orator, orator, or orator, orator. <laughs> orator. Anywho, um, Othello is known as like this excellent speech giver, mm-hmm. and like that's how he wins Desdemona and everything. And we've been talking about how um, there's going to be, you know, these this underscore for a lot of these big speeches, which I'm excited about. Will you um, also chat about more of like your concept as a whole? Obviously I know a lot about it because I'm in the room as Desdemona, um, but especially your thoughts on Iago and sort of what Iago represents. I think it's um, a very interesting approach. Well, um, I I wanted to, um, another goal is just as a sonnet man is to connect Shakespeare's work to you know, everyday life. Like, you know, some people, they, you know, when they read Shakespeare, it was like, this is written 400 years ago. Yeah. There's no way to, you can connect to it. But he's writing about love, deception. It's like reality TV that we watch all the time. <laughs> um, so I wanted to connect Othello's um, story as if he could have wrote it yesterday. And um, I'm not only am I um, directing this, um, I was actually asked, offered to write a one-man show about Othello. <laughs> Hip-hop all... Um, <laughs> All adapted, and um, I wanted um, Iago to represent uh, like society, like social media, 
and how everybody gets influenced by um, social media um, so quick. Um, he is the puppet master of basically every character. Um, so I, I, I feel like um, a lot of people, I know the youngins who come, when I say youngins, <laughs> the Shakespeare youngins, the people that are not mm-hmm. familiar with Shakespeare. I, I feel like a lot of people know the 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 basis of Othello. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they know the basis of Othello. They they can tell you the plot. They may not know like the characters. They can tell you the plot. Um. So I wanted I wanted the audience to understand the text more. Um. So that's, I'm, I'm a fan that there's there's um there was no switch in the text. There's no adaptive text, but. To try to modernize it in terms of not using, you know, the weapons within that Shakespeare used. We try to modernize the weapons um, with with the wear and the different situations that we, um, you know, the different settings that we put is try to put it into like today's settings and also try to localize it a little bit um, to show it can, you know, this can happen in any town. I'm not calling Flagstaff any town. <laughs> It happens. It can happen in any any town, you know, USA. But um, I feel like as a people, we all get influenced by society. Yeah. So even though this this plays about Othello, and I'm a big fan, you know, I, I love Othello, and I really I can connect to Othello. Um, this play is based on Iago. Uh, I mean, Iago has he has the most lines, and um, it, it gets it gets. Um, yeah, he's the deceptive he's lead. This, you know, yeah. he persuades the audience throughout the whole play. And um, so he's like social media. He wants everybody to believe him. And it, I feel like he's like, you know, he could be Twitter. He he got Casio. His words is what got um, uh, Casio mm. lost his rank. His words are what got Brabantio out the house. Um, all it takes is a tweet for somebody to believe, you know, the yeah. uh, folks' death or, you know, different trolls and stuff like that. So that was, that was sort of the situation that I thought, um, Rodrigo, he, he, he represents, you know, everybody's trying to get, you know, just use money to use money to get anything they want. And just the, the, um, I don't want to say prejudice. It's not prejudice. It is why I can't think of the word. (laughs) And I'm a lyricist. Bias. Prejudice. Well, Uh, I mean, I, I, I know, I feel like with the, with the text, um, the race, you know, the race mm-hmm. angle is is there, so it wasn't uh, a way, you know, didn't there's no, there was no need to enhance that, and I feel like the actors um, do a good job in presenting that. Um, but I, I, yeah, I wanted Rodrigo to re- to represent, uh, yeah, represent just just money and mm-hmm. how he's trying to just use money to get his way on top and get anything he wants. Um, I like the fact that he doesn't get what he wants, but he's getting manipulated by social media. He's getting represented. He's getting um, ripped off by Iago, and um, yeah, it, it, I, I feel like um, I, I like the fact that we're we're keeping it basic and focusing more on the actors and focusing more on the text. Mm-hmm. Um, it gives it more connection to the to the play. Um, I, I come from a a lyricist standpoint, a musician standpoint, and an educational standpoint. So um, I, I feel like the the movement, first off, I feel like the, the music will keep the audience in tune. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, Shakespeare has many songs throughout all of his, the whole canon, so I love that. And um, I, I feel like with the um, with my actors, it will give Shakespeare a better understanding. Shakespeare's meant to be seen, meant to be heard anyway. Um, so just the fact that um, it's the same text. I think it give it a better understanding. I, I think it's uh, it's more educational um, at its um, than just reading a play. Um, so I wanted to give that as well. Um, hopefully that is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. Totally. Um, yeah. I'm really excited. I'm especially excited to see like what you're doing with the beginning. Um, I'm not going to give too much away because I need you to come yeah. see this play. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm excited. And I mean, just like selfishly, I'm very excited as Desdemona. Um, like we were talking about music. I'm really excited to sing the Willow song. We yes. haven't talked about it much yet, but I'm really excited to sing that song. And Don, you've played Desdemona before, right? No. Okay. I thought you had. Yes. So, no, I've never played Desdemona. I've never been in Othello. Oh. Um, I have never seen a production of Othello live that I can recall, except a high school production that I co-directed here in Flagstaff um, with season one actor Jesse Baxter back when he was in school. Oh, Jesse. I know. See, Jesse. 
um, playing uh, Othello. And um, I directed that at the co-director, like, you know, helped direct it really assistant directed with Joe Maniglia. Um, So that must have been 2014, but it has always been my favorite Shakespeare play. And I read it anytime I am doing Shakespeare for a class and I teach a lot of theater. I taught middle school and high school and now I teach college level. And I always teach Othello because it's my favorite Shakespeare play to read. Mm. I love the, um, uh, there's a, a movie version uh, from, I think, the 90s that's pretty good with Lawrence Fishburne playing um, Othello and Kenneth Branagh playing Iago. And then there's uh, Devon. I wonder if you've seen this adaptation, but my favorite adaptation of any Shakespeare play is the Bollywood movie Omkara, which is a Bollywood version of Othello. (laughs) Which we've talked about on a Shrew episode. Episode yeah. four. <laughs> Was it episode four? If it's before episode now, it's always episode four. <laughs> um, but so I'm so excited because I've always loved this. And when I, whenever I teach it, I always tell students, you know, I'm like, I'm, I'll be grateful for the day when this show is irrelevant. Uh, <laughs> I'll be really seriously. glad when we don't need to do Othello anymore. Um, because beyond, you know, the sort of most overt issues, which are the issues of, racism and then internalized racism uh there's a great deal of misogyny in this play um there is a lot of of domestic violence in this play whether that's um you know the sort of psychological abuse that amelia is undergoing or the physical abuse that desdemona endures um there are just so many issues you know that like Devon saying that, you know, oh, here's, here's Iago and he feels the way social media feels. I mean, wow, what a powerful statement. Like that's always been going on. There's always been someone in the shadows telling you, you're not good enough. You're not pretty enough. They, or they have the real truth. They know what you should do. Mm -hmm. They know how you should live your life. It's really fascinating. So you know, I just, yeah, I, w- I would love for one day to be like, whoa, this place is so irrelevant. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. You know, it's we weird. We don't need to play anymore. <laughs> it brings up um, just a thought of um, there's a new, well, probably not new, but there's a show on Hulu that's like covering a true crime. Or I don't know if, it, I'm not sure if it's considered true crime, but there, do you remember the case where the like, the two kids were in high school and the girl convinced her boyfriend to kill himself. Oh yeah. It's fascinating. Like it was all over text and Mm -hmm. there's a new Hulu show about it, but I I never even thought about it, but like, that's literally like basically what Iago does. Mm -hmm. Like he just uses his words to manipulate Mm -hmm. this, you know, person to do like the unthinkable and, you know, Othello is, yeah, it's fascinating. I mean, so much of like my work as Desdemona has been like, it's just it's just so confusing. Like Othello would never do this. Like Othello, he only does this because he's pushed to his tipping point. And, mm-hmm. you know, he's known to be this amazing man and they have this amazing marriage and they're so in love. And Iago is just a mastermind. And I will say shout out to Justice. Justice Burkett <laughs> is playing our Iago and he is just killing it he's uh, i mean justice is an incredible actor and uh if you are if you've seen flag shakes productions you've you've seen justice before but he is doing some incredible work and he always has something interesting to say Mm -hmm. um he's just yeah he's really doing an incredible job but um yeah you you may get something there hannah because you know you were saying like how far Iago pushes Othello, but if we think about how far Othello has been pushed in his life before, because he's been enslaved, he's been in wars, he's been, I mean, the the things that have happened to Othello, and yet he's lived and and become this strong, articulate, loving human. Um, It's just amazing to see that, you know, one of the biggest enemies in our world really is you know jealousy really Mm -hmm. is spite and that's what happens in this play because i was just thinking about it i was like man like how does this push othello to the brink othello has been a a warrior for a long time he mentions that he was enslaved as a child yeah 
And like the thing that pushes him to the edge it's is, yeah. um, is really being told he's not, you know, not good enough. It's really being, you know, manipulated by Iago. So I guess it also speaks to the power of love because, yeah. you know, it's also the first love. time he's been in love. And it's like, I mean, it is, you know, the internalized racism of, of the, you know, I mean, Desdemona chooses Othello and she doesn't, she doesn't care the color of his skin but then Othello hears things like well but you know you and Cassio you know Desdemona and Cassio are more like a predictable pair they're mm-hmm. more a like you know acceptable yeah. pair so it, literally even Othello is like oh yeah duh they're the more acceptable pair they're the like you're the they're the pair you think of so it does not take much for him to believe it because that's what mm-hmm. he's also been fed all of his life. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Oh, my goodness. Such and it a, shows such that a... um, just like a relationship like that is still, I mean, luckily we've made progress, but still in some places is frowned yeah. upon. So that's just another way of showing that, um, mm-hmm. Yeah. you know, in this play. Yeah. I mean, what was the, uh, when was the the loving case? I mean, the only 60s? like, yeah, late 40, 60s, 40s or to 60s, something, something like, like that. that. I mean, it really hasn't been that long, at least here in the U.S. Like, crazy that this play was written so many years ago when, mm-hmm. like, that case just, I mean, just a blink of an eye ago. Like, it's crazy. Um, we <laughs> haven't even, I mean, we haven't even touched on the fact that this is only one play of two that we're doing <laughs> at the time. We're also doing this in rep with Importance of Being Earnest. Um but yeah, I'm so glad. I'm so glad you're here. It's an incredible play. Um, you know Shakespeare so well. Um, I'm really excited for for audiences to see to see Othello. I'm. I don't think has Othello. I mean, I'm sure it's been done. I mean, you obviously said you did a did a high school version, but I'm curious if Othello has been done here in Flagstaff at all recently. I wonder if NAU has done it. Gina Shakespeare. Othello. Had yeah. Yeah, uh, the last production I know of is the Theatre Kids production. Theatre Kids. Mm. Gina? When you said NAU, they may have, they may have. like, in the recent, recent memory, but I can't mm. remember exactly. Yeah, I know they was. did, like, King John recently. I'm not sure how much Shakespeare they um, do for their main stages. But anyway, I'm just excited for, um, you know, Flagstaff audiences to see this play. And, um, I mean, it's summer. Come out and see yeah. these shows. <laughs> It's going to be fun in Flagstaff. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Just touching upon a little bit with the importance of being earnest, um, directed by James Cougar Canfield. <laughs> James Cougar Canfield. <laughs> we, we were in the rehearsal room the other day, and, I mean, imp- earnest is a, is a comedy, um, so we're <laughs> we're taking it to the extreme. And yeah. uh, in one of the rehearsals, he was like, I want this to be just the exact opposite of what people are going to see with Othello. Yeah. Mm. And somebody <laughs> joked, oh, did Devon not tell you? It's uh, He's making it a comedy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shoot. <laughs> oh, that would be so bad. Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> but you know what? Someone has in poor taste probably oh. tried to make Othello into a comedy. Oh, gosh. I've actually I've seen a musical oh, no. that, I don't know, there's, there's a lot of jokes in it. and um, uh, Yeah. Not good. <laughs> Not good. <laughs> uh, musically, it was cool, but you know, it was just it was a little too taste. jokey for this. Yeah, yeah so taste. Yeah. yeah, shoot. Yeah. Well, we well, won't be they, doing that. <laughs> the thing yes. they have in common is jealousy, of course. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> but it can be funny or it can be tragic and devastating. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, any last closing thoughts about Othello? We are over time. Um, another focus that I had was again, rhythm and pace. Um, and, uh, I I think I just working with the actors. Um, I'm looking forward to, I'm looking forward to July 15th and, um, looking forward to more, you know, it's going to get, it's going to be creative. Um, and yeah, again, shout out to Flagstaff for continuing, there, this summer rep then for for bringing me in, bringing a young kid from Brooklyn in to uh, start off with the first uh, piece of Shakespeare that he began working as a sonnet man. So, yes, it's going to be fun. If you like music, if you like the story, come see Othello in a in a different way. The visuals are going to be great. Shout out to Hannah who's been helping out <laughs> uh, a lot. Um, 
basically like my assistant director. Oh, so, yeah. anytime. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, thanks, Devon. I, I'm, I'm. It's gonna be a blast. I Yay. can't wait for people to see this play. I'm just excited to play Desdemona because I always play the silly girls. <laughs> I always play the silly girls, and Desdemona is sweet but not silly. So. Mm-hmm. It is uh, an, it is new territory for me, so I'm excited. Yay. Yay. Um, Devon, can you tell our listeners where they can find you if they want to find Ooh. you on social medias? Um, you can find me on sonicman.com. <laughs> I have gotten letters. Um, sonicman.com uh, on Instagram is at the sonicman. On Twitter is at the sonicman NYC. Nice. And um, I have a couple of videos on youtube i believe is sonic man tv that is my uh you know youtube.com slash sonic man tv um you see me with a big smile and some <laughs> some wonderful some wonderful videos uh come get introduced to the sonic man through a sonnet yay awesome thank you so much and my last thing is if you want to help out Devon, we're still looking for a stage manager ah! for the summer season. So whether That's you're an experienced stage manager or not, if you're incredibly organized and want to help flag shakes out, yes, uh, please. Shoot, us a, shoot us an email. <laughs> this does go live. And usually we record so much earlier this, than this, but we were recording this on June 14th and it does go live on June 19th. So mm-hmm. if you hear this before before the shows, <laughs> reach please out. email. <laughs> yeah, we're having an international technician shortage. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, it my happens. It happens. But we're making it happen. We're, we're making it happen. happen. So yeah. yeah. Totally. Yes. So a fellow directed by Devon Glover, the Sonnet Man, is running in rep with the importance of being earnest, directed by James Cougar Canfield from July 14th through July 24th, and tickets are available at flagshakes.org. Yay, get those tickets. Thanks for listening to this month's episode of Untamed Shrews. I'm Hannah. And I'm Dawn. And I'm Becky. Join us next time for an episode with Stephen Fala from the Pipe and Drape podcast. It's the only podcast about the creative minds behind the theater for young audience for the young audiences industry. And Stephen is an actor slash podcast host and a friend from mine from college. Yay. Yeah, so we'll talk about TYA, which is theater for younger audiences, life in theater. Stephen and I will probably just catch up, <laughs> etc. Oh yes, it's a good it's a good excuse. Right. Looking forward to that. Yay. Follow Untamed Shrews on Instagram at Untamed Shrews Podcast and on Facebook at facebook.com slash Flagstaff Shakespeare Festival. All episodes of Untamed Shrews can be found on sunsounds.org, the Flagstaff Shakespeare Festival YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher. Please subscribe, leave us a review, or put us in your Instagram stories. Help support the Shrew crew. Yay! This episode of Untamed Shrews, starring Don Tucker, Becky Zaritsky, Hannah Fonts, and Devon Glover. Show art by Calliope Ludecker. Podcast theme song by Cadence Lamb. Podcast produced and edited by Hannah Fonts. Presented by the Flagstaff Shakespeare Festival and recorded with Sun Sounds Arizona. Special thanks to our audio engineer, Gina Byers. Yay, Gina! Woo! Thank you so much, Devon! Yay, thanks, Devon! Thanks for having me. Yay. Thanks for having me. This is great. <laughs> thanks. Bye, guys! Bye!